Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 836. O most sweet Jesus, who have deigned to allow miserable me to gain a knowledge of your unfathomable mercy, O most sweet Jesus, who have graciously demanded that I tell the whole world of your incomprehensible mercy, this day I take into my hands the two rays that spring from your merciful heart, that is, the blood and the water, and I scatter them all over the globe, so that each soul may receive your mercy, and, having received it, may glorify it for endless ages. O most sweet Jesus, who, in your incomprehensible kindness, have deigned to unite my wretched heart to your most merciful heart, it is with your own heart that I glorify God, our Father, as no soul has ever glorified him before. December 21st, 1936. The radio is always playing in the afternoon, so I feel the loss of silence. All morning long, there is ceaseless talk and noise. My God, I was looking forward to being in silence, happy that I should be talking only with the Lord, and here it is just the opposite. Yet nothing disturbs me now, neither the talking nor the radio. In a word, nothing. By the grace of God, when I am praying, I do not even know where I am. I know only that my soul is united with the Lord, and thus I pass my days in this hospital. I marvel at how many humiliations and sufferings that priest accepts in this whole matter. I see this at particular times, and I support him with my unworthy prayers. Only God can give one such courage. Otherwise, one would give up. But I see with joy that all these adversities contribute to God's greater glory. The Lord has few such souls. O infinite eternity, you will make manifest the efforts of heroic souls because the earth rewards their efforts with hatred and ingratitude. Such souls do not have friends, they are solitary, and in this solitude they gain strength. They draw their strength from God alone. With humility, but also with courage, they stand firmly in the face of all the storms that beat upon them. Like high-towering oaks, they are unmoved, and in this there is just one secret, that it's from God that they draw their strength and everything whatsoever they have need of, they have for themselves and for others. They not only carry their own burden, but also know how to take on, and are capable of taking on, the burdens of others. They are pillars of light along God's ways. They live in light themselves and shed light upon others. They themselves live on the heights and know how to show the way to lesser ones, and help them attain those heights. My Jesus, 
You see that I do not know how to write well, and on top of that, I don't even have a good pen. And often it scratches so badly that I must put sentences together letter by letter. And that is not all. I also have the difficulty of keeping secret from the sisters the things I write down, and so I often have to shut my notebook every few minutes and listen patiently to someone's story. And then the time set aside for writing is gone. And when I shut the notebook suddenly, the ink smears. I write with the permission of my superiors and at the command of my confessor. It is a strange thing. Sometimes the writing goes quite well, but at other times I can hardly read it myself. December 23, 1936. I am spending this time with the Mother of God and preparing myself for the solemn moment of the coming of the Lord Jesus. The Mother of God is instructing me in the interior life of the soul with Jesus, especially in Holy Communion. It is only in eternity that we shall know the great mystery affected in us by Holy Communion. O most precious moments of my life! O my Creator, I long for you. You understand me, O Lord of mine. All that is on earth seems to me like a pale shadow. It is you I long for and desire. Although you do so inconceivably much for me, for you yourself visit me in a special way. Yet those visits do not soothe the wound of the heart, but make me long all the more for you, O Lord. O take me to yourself, Lord, if such is your will. You know that I am dying, and I am dying of longing for you. And yet I cannot die. Death, where are you? You draw me into the abyss of your divinity, and you veil yourself with darkness. My whole being is immersed in you, yet I desire to see you face to face. When will this come about for me? Here St. Faustina shares how she glorifies God's mercy. Jesus has asked her to tell the world about his mercy. He has given her a glimpse of the depths of his mercy. And Faustina writes that she takes into her hands the two rays that issue forth from his heart, representing the blood and the water that came from Jesus' side on the cross. And she scatters those rays all over the world. She wants all souls to receive God's mercy and to glorify it forever. She writes that she is glorifying God the Father by offering that merciful heart of Jesus, that perfect heart, that sacred heart. So we glorify God and his mercy by fulfilling his will, by becoming holy, by becoming the people he calls us to be, by praising God, thanking him, adoring him, by loving one another by forgiving one another, by living the gospel, we give glory to God. And we too should take those rays that come from Jesus' heart and scatter them all over the world. And then we too can glorify God the Father by offering the heart of Jesus to God and to the world. Faustina complains that the radio is on every afternoon in the hospital where she's staying. And there's also a lot of talking so she has a difficult time finding silence and praying. 
but she immerses herself in prayer and shuts out the noise. And this is a special grace from God. We can allow ourselves to get distracted by the world and all its noise, but we should find time for silence and prayer. Then St. Faustina is given insight into the sufferings and the humiliations experienced by Father Sopochko as he seeks to spread the message and the devotion of the Divine Mercy and to found that new community, that new congregation of sisters dedicated to the Divine Mercy. He perseveres in his efforts, and today he is beatified. He drew all his strength from God. Faustina writes about her difficulties keeping the diary, just in a physical way, with a, with a, a, a faulty pen and uh, needing to keep secret, needing to interrupt her work. Um, she had a lot of challenges in writing this diary. And then Our Lady assists her spiritually as she prepares for Christmas. She talks about how precious the reception of Holy Communion is. We should never take it for granted. And finally, Faustina writes of wanting to hasten her death to be with the Lord forever. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.